and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. And I'm Matt. And today we're going to be talking about a new movie. It's called Smile. Yeah, so for 19-year-old Jay, autumn should be about school, boys, and weekends out of the lake. <laughs> but after a seemingly innocent sexual encounter, she's plagued by strange visions and the inescapable sense that someone or something is following her. Faced with this burden, Jay and her friends must find a way to escape the horrors that seem to be only a few steps behind. I apologize. I <laughs> I accidentally read uh, Jose Tamayo's IMDb synopsis for It Follows, uh, the horror movie from 2014. Um, we're talking about Smile. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> forgive me. So Smile is about a, a mental health worker named Rose and... Um, Someone or something is following her and terrorizing her after she has an encounter with a patient who commits suicide in front of her. So uh, Rose and maybe the people that she knows or maybe not are going to have to figure out how to stop this entity that uh, is, is uh, menacing her. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's your breakdown of smile. <laughs> Yeah, so I thought this movie was okay. It, it obviously borrows a lot from um, some really good movies that we've seen in the last year or last uh, decade or so, like It Follows, which is one of our favorites. Um, I was also thinking about the uh, Babadook because, like, like that movie, this one deals a lot with um, mental health and kind of this allegory between these horrific elements and and mental health. Um, so yeah. It borrows a lot. And there's even some like, some like cinematography or camera work that was reminiscent of Midsummer to me. And then there was, um, there's a lot of of turning the camera upside down. Yes. That's what I, while a car is driving through the woods. Yes. That's what I was thinking of. And I know you hated that in Midsummer. So I I was curious to know if you were as annoyed by it in this movie. Um, it's, it's supposed to be disorienting, right? And whatever. Um, but then, yeah, there's some other moments that really re- reminded me of It Follows and won't go into it because it's kind of spoilery. But, um, but yeah, so it borrows a lot. But, uh, you know, and it's kind of kind of a dreary movie. It's not one of those horror movies that's necessarily a fun watch. Um, but I wouldn't say It Follows is either. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's very serious. And um, it's very unsettling and disturbing, I felt. And... Um, a little perhaps slow paced too slow um but i i don't know it, I, I i really wasn't bored and um i i liked it more than i thought because you know <laughs> we've seen this trailer for this movie many many times and every time the trailer would come on i would always laugh i don't know there was something about the trailer that just i just thought was silly and but you seemed really into it and wanting to see it um but i mean the movie itself is not funny at all um I don't think I cracked a smile and I don't know. I'm curious to know if you liked it (laughs) as much as I did. I I don't know. So this is by no means a bad movie. Um, I appreciate the fact that it does try at least to be a little more deliberately paced, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that said, it is so deliberately paced as to be, at least in my view, almost boring, teetering on boring. There are certain shots where things are happening, and I don't know. It's, this is one of those difficult to describe, at least for me, kind of 
nuances between like why a certain movie does something and it works and another movie does something and it just doesn't quite work. Mm -hmm. And there were a few moments in this movie that just didn't quite work. I knew what it was going for. I at least I think I did. And, and, and yet it just wasn't pulling me in. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, there, there were parts that were kind of boring. There were many parts in this movie where I felt like I should be, I should be more into this or I should be feeling chills. And I wasn't. I was thinking about It Follows, which just was, was one of my favorite horror movies ever. Uh, and then um, last year's The Night House starred Rebecca Hall, which we saw at a theater. And we saw it at a theater, and we saw it with theater kind of like how we saw this one, which was with people <laughs> about 20 years younger than us. And, um, you know... I remember, I remember during this movie, I got up a couple times to, to use the restroom. Other people got up. When we watched The Night House, I was wrapped. And no one else in our audience got up at all. I mean, usually, you know, when we've seen movies with, like, you know, 20-somethings or whatever, they are, like, up and down, on their phones, mm -hmm. whatever. Everyone watching The Night House, we were all just super into it. And there were moments in that movie that gave me chills. This movie, not so much. Mm -hmm. Um, and this movie, honestly, I think it, it, it wants to be a more slow paced, thoughtful, maybe even meditative horror film, but it throws in way too many jump scares. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's like a, a scene where our, our main character Rose, you know, it's a bit of a tense situation already. She gets a phone call. It seems innocuous, but then it turns. And in that moment, it, it has a little bit of tension or suspense. And then boom, jump scare. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's how a lot of the scenes are where either it's, it's one of those, like I mentioned earlier, one of those scenes where it's so slow, it's boring. Mm -hmm. Or just starting to build the suspense and then boom, jump scare. And I, jump scares are, in my opinion, should be used very sparingly. Mm -hmm. And this movie does not ascribe to that point of view. <laughs> no, you're right. It, it happened frequently enough that I was like starting to roll my eyes. I was like, oh no, another, another jump scare. Um, but I think you're right about the, the plot. I think it's a little, it gets repetitive, particularly in the second act. Um, it's, you know, we, we kind of realize, I think, what's going on and why before the, at least I did, before the characters do. And I feel like the movie just takes a little too long and try to, in getting us to their realizations. Um, um, but I don't know. I, you know, you mentioned how, it follows kind of um, pulls you in more. I think there's just more art. I don't know what else to say art to that. There's an art to that. And I think with it follows, you have this, you have the music, you have the look of it. You have mm. um, this movie, you know, it looks fine, but it's a little mundane. The sound design, the music, you know, they're, they're trying for some kind of unsettling score. It, it's okay. But it's just not quite there, right? <laughs> no, it's not. I'm glad you mentioned that because the score in this... You're right. So Disasterpiece did the, the score for It Follows. Um, this is not done by Disasterpiece. And I don't know. Like I noticed the score in, in It Follows, 
but not in an intrusive way. In a very, I felt it complimented what was happening on screen. The score for Smile. So usually, unfortunately, what was happening a lot with Smile was, and again, this is not a bad movie, but it's not as good as it could be. And there were several scenes that happened in Smile where I felt like, well, I don't really think that scene lived up to its potential. Oh, well. And then as the scene is ending and we're transitioning to a different part, here comes the music. <laughs> and it's the music is like sinister. And it does pop. I mean, it, it, in, the, in the cinema, I mean, it was all around us, right? Mm-hmm. It was using, you know, taking great advantage of the sound systems that are available in cinemas. And so, but it was so obvious. Yeah. It was like, now it's time for the music to like heavy lift, <laughs> you know? And I, I just, no, it, it wasn't working. Yeah. I thought the, I thought there was some decent special effects. I wouldn't say this is a special effects heavy movie, but particularly near the end, um, I thought there were some really effective um, special effects. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all I have to say about this movie. It, 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 it's fine. I, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, one thing I'll say, too, and, and I, I'm not going to name names, but a little, some of the acting in this is not as good as it could be. I thought the lead actress was quite good. She was good, yes. Um, but it was, you know, and, and I and I've heard tell from people in the industry, you know, that sometimes you know you can because you can get you can get um, really great actors in a movie, and it seems like they're not on their game. Mm-hmm. And I've been told by people like in the industry that a lot, a lot of times you can lay that at the director. Maybe they're not being directed well. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening here, um, but. You know, she's good, but then she's in other scenes with other actors and it's not working. Mm-hmm. And particularly, I will say, it doesn't feel like, so there she has a character here who is a fian- her fiance. And I, and it was established that, that he's her fiance, but even halfway through the movie, there's a scene with him and I'm still thinking, so are they just friends? <laughs> Like, it's, if this were any other movie and it had not been established that they were, you know, fiancé, uh, they were going to be married, I, I would think that these are two people, maybe office co-workers, maybe friends or something, where there's a little bit of, you know, tension there. Maybe maybe one of them likes the other. Maybe both like each other. They just haven't quite come around to it yet that is how it felt to me it did not feel like two people who obviously known each other long enough to decide to get married and who are now engaged and on the path to you know forevermore um i did not feel that at all between those two living together uh it it didn't seem except when they're not yeah it didn't seem like a convincing relationship you're right (laughs) and then and then this is by no means anything to like focus on way too much but there's a scene early on where, you know, like, you know, our character Rose is having a conversation with, you know, she's out to dinner with her fiance and her sister and her sister's husband. And it, it's made clear that Rose should move to a different line of work or a different job in her field because, you know, I think Rose's sister's husband says, what's the point of this unless you make the big bucks, whatever. Rose lives in a really nice modern home. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many aerial shots of this house where I'm, I'm like, I, I, I kept thinking back <laughs> to that line earlier in the movie about how she needs to make needs to make more money. I'm like, yeah. so she can afford like a nicer, nice house, you know? I don't know. Uh, it was just weird, weird stuff like yeah, that. It was. So, I, you know, 
after all of this, I, I will say, so this is, uh, this was written and directed by somebody named Parker Finn. I guess it's his directorial debut, his, his feature film directorial debut. I actually think, despite everything I've just said, this is actually a pretty solid yeah. directorial debut. It, it, the, the, there are issues, I think, and the issues that I, I see in it, I can totally forgive if like this is your first feature film. You know, mm-hmm. um, it, it's I, I, knowing that this is somebody's first. I'm like, actually, OK, I'm I'm mildly impressed. You know, I'm curious to see what what else you do. Maybe next time do something that isn't quite so derivative or, or similar to other yeah. things that are fairly recent and um, tighten it up a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's 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 promising. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think if this movie didn't lend itself to being compared to other better recent horror movies, um, we'd be talking about it much more glowingly. Mm-hmm. But because we're comparing it to these other ones, because it's kind of begging us to, um, <laughs> it's kind of coming off as like, you know, it's not a good movie. But it, it, it is, actually. And uh, I'm going to give it a seven. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 6.5. So our score is a 7.8. No, 6.8, sorry. And it's on the tomato meter. It has a 78% fresh from critics and an 82% audience score. Um, I had read that um, this was initially planned to just be straight to streaming, but I guess test audiences liked it enough that they, you know, it was the studio decided to put it out theatrically. It's, I think, projected to be the number one movie this weekend. Um, so, fine. Uh, so 6.8 from us for Smile. Thank you all for listening. Thank you.